As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Gerald Smith, uh, back with another episode of the Basketball Adjacent Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. First and foremost, thank you to every single person that's gone out and streamed Sweet Life Los Angeles on HBO Max. Uh, Myself, all the homies, my girlfriend, Cheryl, Kofi, Jordan, Tylen, Bree, Amanda, Becky, Rob, Jalen. We put our lives, our hearts into that series. We appreciate y'all for streaming it. Um, we appreciate y'all, you know, interacting with it on Twitter. Keep streaming the fuck out of that shit because y'all want a season two, so do we. And we only get season two if y'all continue to stream that shit, so I appreciate y'all. Um, we back with another episode of the Basketball Jason podcast. If you watched the show, then you know shit got a little tricky on the show, but I promise you we got a, a good episode for you today. We got my brother Nick Hamilton in the building. Nick, what's good with you, man? What's good? I'm happy to be here. And like you said, make sure y'all go stream. Life. It's great. It's great. It's great. Man, I appreciate you for pulling up. I wish we could have caught you before you before you headed out so we could have sat down in person and had you in the studio. But, you know, nonetheless, I appreciate you. We've been talking about getting you on for a minute, so I'm glad we could make it work. Definitely. I'm happy to be here, man. Whatever you whatever you want to know, I got you. I got it. <laughs> So, so if the people, if the people don't know, this is, this is Mr. Westchester. This is Mr. Westchester basketball. This is the definition of a student athlete. I was, I was putting together the outline for the show and, you know, obviously, you know, Nick is a good friend of mine, so there wasn't much that I had to put together, but I was reading an article from back when we was in high school. I think it was a daily breeze and they quoted you. They was like, I can't remember the last time I didn't get an A because yeah. if I can get A's, then then why would I get anything other than an A? And I was like, yo, like that that's that's Nick to a T. To a T, that's for sure. Yeah. All of I think fifth grade or fourth grade. I think I was like fourth grade when they did the number system. I think I got like one three. Yeah. And basically from fifth grade I got all fours and then middle school all A's, high school all A's. Just never saw anything less than Man, let me tell you to any to any younger kids that are listening, this this is the guy that you want to be like. This is the blueprint. My pops used to tell me uh, is a B for basketball. And obviously, you know, the goal is to get A's, but but I couldn't get anything less than a B if I wanted to hoop. And, you know, thankfully, you know, in in middle school, high school, I, I had a 4.0 GPA, so mostly A's. But, you know, uh, great blueprints to follow as far as, you know, not just myself, but this guy, he's he's really the guy. Um, tell me, tell me what that, what that journey, um, how big of a, how big of a, an impact academics has played in, in your journey before we get into, you know, ba- the basketball of it all. I mean... I mean, academics is the reason I'm in basketball. <laughs> you know, I'll be honest with you. Academics is the reason I'm here today. Yeah. 
Um, so like you know, so for me, I got the I have the Bill Gates Millennium Scholarship. Yeah. I applied for it in high school and it pays for everything. It paid yeah. for my undergrad, it paid for my graduate school, and now right now paying for my doctorate. Jeez. So, for me, academics has been amazing. Um, you know, we had to both use our academics to kind of to get in and be able to walk on. Say that. For me, I got into Cal strictly off of academics and I was able to walk on to the basketball team. And then from there, well, let me tell you a quick little story. I know you're going to wait no, for yeah, that. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, uh, so, get my, so basically before I even get my scholarship, I go to visit Cal. So at the end of the day, it was down to UCLA or Cal. I remember because I remember the visit to UCLA. I was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So those are my final two. So had cool UCLA was cool. I already knew a gang of people. I knew a lot of people already just because everyone's from LA for the yeah. most part. Um, so then I go to Cal, go visit, and then they ask me like, "What? What? Like, what's the difference like between Cal and UCLA?" I was like, "To be honest, it's really the money." Mm-hmm. I said, "UCLA, I'm going there for free. I know a lot of people. It's fun at Cal. Like y'all women pay 10k a semester. Like I don't, I don't got that. Like that's like." They're like, oh, don't worry about it. you know loans and all that. I'm like, I'm cool. I don't want to take. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Especially if I have the opportunity, you know, to go to a school for free. So I said, if I got the Bill Gates Millennium Scholarship, uh, which pays for everything, then I'll go to Cal. I leave the campus visit. I go home. I check my email. Bam, got the scholarship. Sheesh. So for me, it was like, all right, I gotta go to Cal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, now I'm, you know, I'm trying to make the team and everything. I go there. I sit down with Conzo Martin. I was the head coach at the time. I sit down with him. He's like, sorry, we don't, you know, we don't have any spots for you or anything like that. Roster's already, you know, been filled, you know, the whole nine. He said, but we practice at six, six o'clock every morning. If you want to come watch, you can. Yeah. So every day for seven of the eight weeks during the summer, my freshman summer, I was there. The only week I missed was one week that I told him I wouldn't, and I was midterms. Mm-hmm. So I was there every day, 6 a.m., just watching practice. I didn't participate not one time. Yeah. Like, not once. Like, I didn't get a – I didn't pass. I didn't shoot. Yeah. I didn't stand on the side of the court and shoot. I was sitting down, fully clothed, watching everybody else practice. Last day of practice. Last day of the summer workouts. Bring me in his office. He's like, do the guys work hard? I'm like, yeah, they work hard. And he asked me a couple other questions. He's like, would you work hard if I was your coach? I'm like, yeah. Welcome to the team. That simple. He didn't see me play. Yeah. He didn't see he just saw me just keep coming the, the determination and perseverance i just Bro, wanted to be say that because i don't know if i ever if we ever had a chance to i think that's the first time i'm actually hearing you tell me the story of how, yeah, how we it never, happened we never talked about the story very yeah. very similar i took i took a little bit different route i chose to go to ucla i had you know some some smaller school looks chose to go to ucla obviously because of the academics and because i knew you know that what's going to be more important is the career that i make for myself outside of basketball so I chose to go to ucla i got on campus bro and i was like man I got to get on this fucking basketball team, dog. Like I ain't never been on no campus and, and been one of those 15 guys walking around with that backpack, walking around like niggas know you hoop and shit like that. So I went to the, to the basketball office up at UCLA. They're like, man, we don't got no roster spots. Like same, same deal. Like we're already full. All our scholarship guys, you know, came back, yada, yada. And I was like, all right. Um, so I met this dude uh, who I think you may know because he was at SC last year, Wendell Farrow. Yeah. He was up there at Cal with me. Yeah. So he, yeah. 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 Yeah, That's Delhi's my guy. Shout out to Delhi. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Delhi. So Wendell was Shout a, out here one more time. <laughs> yeah, that's my dog. That's my big bro. If it wasn't for him, he was a video coordinator for the women's team at UCLA when I was a freshman at UCLA. 
And uh, I, I met him through, I don't know if you ever met Easy, who was at UCLA, but but Easy Money Harper, shout out to Easy R. Oh, yeah, Easy. Yeah, rest, rest in oh, peace, Easy. Um, easy introduced me to Wendell. And uh, I was telling Wendell, I was like, man, you know, I'm trying to hoop. Like, I'm, try- I'm trying to make the team, whatever it takes. Like, just let me know. And Wendell was like, all right, cool. You know, we, we practice in the morning. You know, you're going to be on the scout team. You're going to help run run the plays and, and and get the team ready for the game. And I was like, all right, bet. You know, and, and after that, I could walk onto the team. He's like, ah, oh, we'll, we'll figure something out. So at the time, I didn't know that Wendell was a video coordinator for the women's team. So I pull mm-hmm. up to practice that one morning, like six in the morning, and he hands me a jersey and some shoes, and I get dressed, and I go out into the court, and I'm like, yo, this is the women's team? And he's like, yeah, I'm the video coordinator for the women's team. We finna, we, we finna play, you know, the we, we're the scout team for the women's team. You're going to run their plays. You're going to get us ready for our game. And I was like, all right, you know what? Bet. You know, Wendell sat me down. He was like, look, if you want to make the men's team, it's no better person in your corner than – Coach Corey Close, who's the the head coach of the women's team, because they sit in the same office building, a door down. They talk to each other about plays, plans, practices. You play in all the same schools. They got all the same systems. So you you, you got nobody better in your corner. And I was like, all right, bet. You know what? At the end of the day, these are Division One athletes. These these beautiful women that are out here, you know, doing their thing and have the opportunity to play on this platform. And I want to get to where they where they at. So you know, I'm a, I'm gonna go out and I'm a, I'm gonna you know play my hardest at the time. I'm on a scout team against, you know, shout out to the GOAT, Jordan Canada. You know, Jordan, Jordan busting my ass in practice every single day. You got Lajene Drummer, the the plot, the pride of Long Beach and St. Bernard's, you know. The, and they, they was, these girls are some hoopers, dog. And I was like, all right, bet. Like, this is really going to get me better playing against these girls. And then, you know, Coach Corey, we, we sat down, we had a conversation. And she was like, yo, Wendell was telling me you want to you want to play for the men's team, and I was like, yeah, you know, like I really want to walk on to the men's team if they have any opportunities. And, and shout out to God, like not for the injuries, but you know that year the men's team got riddled with injuries, and they just needed people literally to run like to be the scout team for the men's team in practice. And so I met with the the the, the men's coaches. Shout out to Coach Dwayne Broussard, who's now at TCU. Um, but I, I met with him. He was like, "Yo, we don't we don't got no we don't got no spots." But it's the same deal. If you want to come watch practice and and learn the plays and like learn you know the guys, so I ride my scooter uh, to to the women's practice in the morning. I go to class, men practice in the afternoon. I ride my scooter back down the hill, go sit and watch the men's practices for two hours. And I was doing that for maybe like a month, two months straight. And then I met Coach Alfred, and he was like, "Yo." We need somebody to run plays. I see you here every single day, so I know your schedule lines up with practice. I knew everybody on the team just because, you know, just being me. And and I had Coach Corey in my back pocket, you know, vouching for me. And, and it, it by the grace of God, bro, just just exactly the same way it, it worked out how it worked out. Yeah. Congrats to you too, man. Man, look, con- congrats yeah. to both of us, dog, because <laughs> cause, and everybody who, who has come through a college basketball program knows how tough it is to be a walk-on. But for that to be your process into being a walk on, like to to undeer, to show your hard work before you get a chance to show your hard work is is tough. That's really tough. So talk to me about, you know, what your walk on journey was at Cal. Like what what was that? What, what was your role on that team? Oh, so for me, they uh, I had a really good relationship with all the players and um, the head coach. Mm-hmm. So for me, like, you know, Westchester, all we do is teach defense. Yeah like that so like for me I was uh my freshman year and sophomore year and junior year I was like pretty much like one of the head people for the scout kind of like the same mm-hmm. thing for you same exact thing uh 
And then they just want, want me to always like just make it hard on our starting point guards and two guards just playing defense. As hard Literally, as bro. Literally, uh, my 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 practice directive each day was be be a fucking pest. Be yeah. be a gnat. A hundred percent. And then for me, it was uh. So it kind of started off just you know coming to practice and everything, doing my little scout thing, and I you know that was cool. I was I was happy with it. Mm. And then as we kept going on at year after year. From scout, I started watching film with the assistant coaches to kind of learn because I would they would teach me to play and I would have to like help teach the other guys yeah. on the scouts in the plays. Yeah. So I would go watch film and then start studying. And that's when I kind of learned that I like watching film and like studying the game. And mm-hmm. then that's so that's where that all like where I am now as far as coaching, that's yeah. where it kind of started to develop right then. Okay. So then my junior year, I actually played a little bit more. I got in a lot more games yeah. actually. Uh and they were like, you know. Good game. Like I uh, played UCLA. Y'all were y'all this is when y'all had this is when y'all had Lonzo. Yeah. Y'all were killing us. Yeah. Um, but I went in the game and then this is when Don Coleman, shout out my boy Don, uh-huh. he started going crazy. Like I, I remember, remember like, I remember was, the exact game that you're talking about. All y'all coaches are getting mad because it's like, why are y'all letting this dude just drive <laughs> and score every time? Because the game is getting close. So I, I got in. It was like a 20-something game, and then I got out. It was like probably like a 14-point game. But like, you know, I was getting thrown in like Pretty like a UCLA uh, UCLA game. That's a big. That's game. a big so, game. Yeah. So and then so basically from that year, obviously uh, Kwanzaa left, went took the job at Missouri, and then for me when Kwanzaa left, I kind of was I was I was a semester away. I could have graduated early actually my junior year, mm. but I decided to pick up a double major. Mm. Uh, so I, I majored in media studies and I picked up my double major in legal studies, and I could have finished the fall of twenty seventeen. But then with the coaching change, Joaquin Jones came in. He was just like, man, because I told him, I was like, I might want to graduate early. I yeah. might not want to play my last year, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever. He was just like, man, come back, come, come play. And that was just what it was. So I played in all 32 games, uh, started uh, was like, started in like eight games. And then we didn't have the best year, but like just having the experience. Yeah. I was like, there was nothing like that. Like, yeah. especially like being in a starting lineup. Yeah. In regular games where you know they calling your name, yeah. you running out the crowd, like that was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of like that was like my whole little journey, and then kind of just going back when we had Jalen Brown and Ivan Rad as a walk on, mm. it was killer. Like we went eighteen zero at the crib. We set a school record of twenty seven straight home game wins. Yeah. Every game was like almost so that like that was that was my sophomore year. That was that that year was cracking. So yeah. I had I had a ton of fun. Got to go to Australia. Man, so I think that, that was the stuff. same year. Oh no, y'all! You said your sophomore year. We went to Australia. My senior year. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. sophomore year, we went to Australia. So it it was like a lot of fun. I had a ton of fun. My whole I I I wanted to substitute that for anything in the world, bro. And then people, that, that was just that was the journey right there. People ask me, you know, what what the experience is like playing college basketball, especially being somebody like me who didn't play a time. I'm like, man, I wouldn't trade that experience for anything in the world. Like you talk about, you know, you talk about starting the game. I never, I never was able, was able to do that, but you know, just being there, the energy that's in some of those buildings, especially when you get to the tournament, the energy that's in those buildings when somebody hits a, a game winning shot and the whole crowd just goes fucking nuts, bro. Like that's, those are literally, I remember I like telling this story about, um, you know, my senior year, I was fortunate enough for, for UCLA to offer me a scholarship because, you know, the same thing like you just said, you put your head down, you put the work in, they're going to notice. Like, I, granted, I didn't get in a bunch of games, but I was on scholarship. I didn't have to pay for school at that point. Um, yeah. But I like telling the story. We were at Kentucky um, and we had just beat Kentucky in Kentucky. And yeah. we're sitting in the locker room. Coach Alford is doing a, an interview. Coach Alford runs into the locker room 
and has the most energy I've ever seen him have. And he bypasses Lonzo, who just won us the game, TJ Leaf, who just won us the game, Bryce Hoffer, Isaac Hamilton, bypasses everybody, comes straight to me because I had the so much fucking energy in that building, bro. We just in each other's faces yelling, bro. I'm like, bro, these are experiences that we'll look back on. It's like only 15 guys get to do this a year, bro. Like, For real. That's really nuts. That's really I, nuts. All right, you know, because I remember my freshman year, we didn't even win. Like my freshman year, we didn't win a lot. I think we were in conference. I think we were like nine and nine. Mm. Um, but it was crazy. We went on like a, we went on a four game winning streak, and then three of those games were all game winners. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> Washington. Sam, shout my boy Sam Singer. He wasn't the best shooter. Comes in. End of the game, we just drew up a play. They pass it to him at the top of the key, drains it. Yeah, run, run, we we at Washington, <laughs> run off the court, everything going crazy. Then we come back. Then we play the LA schools. We play uh, USC first. Ty Wallace pulls up for three. Ty Wallace, bang, hits it, hits it. We win another one. That's two in a row. Then the third one was actually UCLA. Yeah. It was like with twenty seconds left. Dwight Tarwater corner three right in front of our own bench. Yeah. Hit it and then we go up and we end up winning the game. It's it's so I definitely understand. Like you have so many there's so many more members I can right. say. Right. But it's it's crazy. Right. So you talk about you talk about, you know, how academics got you to where you are now and how you kind of fell in love with the process of 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 coaching and, and understanding the game when you were a walk on trying to trying to understand that scouting process. Yeah. Um so why was why was USC that next step for you? Was it kind of just like, did you have other schools that you were looking at as far as like being a grad assistant? Um, was there something that stood out? Obviously, you know, LA kid, USC is is a great place to be. Was there something special that stuck out about USC as opposed to other places? And why why grad assistant, you know, why was that the next step for you? Why didn't you try and, and you know, kind of do something else in, in coaching? Yeah, I got you. So for me, excuse me. Uh, so for me, I applied to Cal. SC and UCLA as far mm. as grad schools went. Got into all three. Mm. Um, and then I'll just so for the reason why I chose a grad school route was because my scholarship paid for it. Yeah. So that was like kind of the first hey, thing. Honestly say that because a lot of people are not are not fortunate enough to 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 have something like that to where they you can go straight to grad school. So don't waste that shit. Absolutely. And that was yeah. kind of my thing. Like I already know so many people taking out loans to so just go yeah. to grad school. Yeah. And then for me, they're like like you can get a free master's of education. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, why not? You yeah. know, my dad's, so my dad's still trying to get me to go back to grad school today. He's like, yeah. he's like, you said you was going to take a year off and you was going to grad school. I was like, you knew I wasn't going back to grad school. Yeah. That right there is what I don't want to yeah. hear from my dad. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out my dad because he's the reason why I'm super into education and everything. Academic. My dad preached it every single day. So shout out to him because that's he's also the reason why I'm here today. Um, but so when I applied to all three schools, I got in all three. Um, at Cal, I actually found out that Cal, the education program, it was like a sports education program. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually wasn't covered through my, it actually wasn't covered through my scholarship. Wow. I found out, I found out this later after I already made my decision to go to SC. I didn't even know that, but it was like something in the curriculum that wasn't, that didn't meet the criteria. So then it was basically USC, UCLA. I reached out to people at UCLA, but I didn't really have no connects yeah. at UCLA for real. Yeah. So when I reached out to SC, I already knew Jason Hart because yeah. uh, Jay Hart, he I've known him since high school. Yeah. So basically, That's told real him, LA legend, real LA legend. Ten years in the NBA, also head coach of the G League Unite. We're gonna get to that in a second. <laughs> but um, so basically, I hit him up. He's like, "Yeah, I'll get you a little meeting." So I go sit down with Andy Enfield, head coach of SC, 
And he, at first, he's kind of like, I felt like he was like kind of hesitant. He's like, you know, we don't, you know, we don't really pay our grad assistants. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I got a scholarship. I'm not even worried yeah. about the money. Yeah. Oh, well, then, yeah, come on. So then, <laughs> so uh, was a grad assistant for two years at SE. I learned, I did a lot of video, learned how to use all kind of stuff. Our se- my second year, actually, as a, uh, as a GA, our director of scouting, who's basically the video coordinator, mm-hmm. he left Marty Bahar. He yeah. went just a coaching job. Shout out to Marty Bahar. He actually coached the the UCLA Sons of Westwood team in the TBT the last year that we he had did. the team. He did. Shout out to Marty. That's my guy right there. So uh, when he leaves, basically me and my other boy, Kirk Harris, he was the other GA at the time. We basically kind of took the role mm. of like we kind of just took over the role. And then this last year, we both were got put into full time positions as director of scouting, mm. the director of scouting. So that's kind of how I got it. And then from there, Jay Hart got this head coach job at G League Ignite. And then he said, You want to come? I said, My bag's already packed. Let's go. Yeah. So I came over here. So now I'm like video coordinator, but I get on the court a lot with guys. So basically, video coordinator, SAS assistant. Yeah. So. It's, it's, it's all, it's all a process. I, I remember when, you know, even in the, at the college level, when, when we were back in, when I was back at UCLA, like video coordinators, they was out there. If we didn't have enough players that could suit up one day, a video coordinator was, was running with the scout team. So I, I, I totally understand, you know. Um, but so what, and, and, and we're going, we're going to get into, to everything with the Ignite in a second, but what did, what did your time at USC from being a grad assistant to, to going into scouting and kind of the development of, of your career and coaching, what did that mean to you as far as like, you know, when an opportunity comes up with the Ignite or, or as you look to, to mold your career and coaching, what did, what did that mean for you? How did it, how did it change the way that, that you looked at, at, at coaching and, and kind of mold you mold the path that you're looking to follow i mean for me it meant a lot um i learned i went actually my first year after my first year grad assistant coaching um i went to a final four because you always say that's what they always say that's where you network and everything like that Mm. so it wasn't really until there when i went to the final four i'm meeting with a whole bunch of people and i'm seeing these dudes who's 30 you know 32 33 at the time 20 i'm 22 still so yeah because my birthday was in may and yeah it was in april yep so i'm still 22 at the time so i'm meeting dudes they're 30 31 32 i'm like oh you know you assistant coach nah grad assistant yeah i'm like huh meet somebody else 35 grad assistant i'm like hold on they see me they're like you 22 and you're a grad assistant they're like yo you did it the right way yeah and so like it took me a second to click that like these dudes you know they did other things in their lives not no no not but then they wanted they realized later down in life that they wanted to get into coaching and yeah. they have to still go through the kind of same route yeah so for me it clicked on like dang i'm young and i'm doing this you know i'm doing it the right way yeah. and i was like i'm not doing it no knock against any low major schools because everything's a grind for yeah. everybody but i'm like i'm doing it at a pac 12 power five school in la yeah so I'm going to get like, that looks great. So for me, it was, it was great. Like um, the networks um, learning, like the politics of everything. Like yeah. I, I got to see things behind the scenes that a lot of people don't understand. They yeah. don't know. So as far as like the coaching standpoint, I learned a lot, how to draw a play, draw a plays, look up film, find this, find that, like all those things. Like I appreciate it. I'm thankful for USC for the time I was there, it's all three years because every year I learned something new. Yeah, uh, I just I kept adding to just kind of my own little palette just of knowledge as far as coaching and everything like that. And last this past year, we got to go to the Elite Eight, and 
that was that yeah. was fun. Like even just being a part of that, even though it was the bubble, like yeah. you know, it, it was that experience. Um, like so I got to experience a lot of different things. And I think as far as coaching goes, for me, it was just the right stepping stone. I felt like I learned a lot about college. Mm-hmm. Um and with that knowledge, I kind of realized that I did want to try to make that shift to the NBA. Yeah. And a lot of people always ask me, like, Nick, you're getting your doctorate of education right now. Yeah. Uh, why, you know, why you need that? You don't need that for, like, do you need it for coaching? A lot right. of people say, you need that for coaching? Right. Like, nah, you don't. But I'm like, I want to be a GM. Right. I want to be I want to be a president right. or a commissioner or athletic director or something. I want to be one of the top dudes. Yeah. So I'm like, having a doctorate of education, that's, that means I care. You know, I care about education. I care about teaching. I care about helping yeah. others. So I just want to use that as basically just a, you know, that's just always good to have in your back pocket. Yeah. At the end of the day, too, it goes back to to what, uh, shout out to MGrads. You've seen it on Twitter talk about we need more basketball people in basketball. And yeah. and to to hear you say something like that, it's like when I graduated college, I went to work at CAA because I thought mm-hmm. I wanted to be an agent so I could help my friends that had, you know, league aspirations, overseas yeah. aspirations, understand the deals that they're making, what's best for them. Uh, you know, putting putting their best interests at hand in the deals that they're signing and making sure that they're set up for, you know, not just to make this one deal, but to make more deals in the future. And to hear you say, you know, that you're getting your doctorate education, you know, to hold these higher higher front office positions, but not just, you know, to hold the position, but to understand that most of these players and their kids when they come into the league, you know what I mean? Like they're 18, 19 years old, uh, you know, fresh out of college and don't really understand you know, the programs, the systems that they're getting into and to have somebody like you who's also young and, yep. and black like most of these kids are and, and understands it to a level where it's like, OK, I understand it uh, on the political level, but also I really lived it. You know, like I'm 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 just like you, just a, a couple years older. I really came from L.A. I came up through the hoop shit and I can understand it in a way that you can di- I can break it down for you in a way that you can digest is really what is important. Exactly. And then Jay Hart always says all the time, relatability. Right. The ability just to relate to these guys and right. make sure they have someone in their corner. Because that's what everything in life, you see someone in the workspace that you can relate to, right. you're going to be drawn to them. You're going to listen to what they have to say. And that's what matters. Right. 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 So when did you, obviously you, you talked about having, you know, league aspirations and, and coaching and then far beyond coaching. When did you know or how did you know that this G League position with Jay Hart was right for you? Like, obviously, you know, you trust Jay Hart and haven't been with him for the past three years. Uh, it, it it only makes it that much easier. But I'm sure that there were other opportunities that you might have been exploring or, or could have held out for. So, yeah, so the, a couple different places, um, lower lower major schools uh, were reaching out to me as far as like being like a, a third assistant coach. Mm. And the reason I was turning those down is – Basically, I said, I, this is my last year coming, the year I'm in right now, of course, work for my doctor program. Mm. And after after that, it's just me working on my dissertation. Yeah. So I turned down a lot of things or like even some positions in the NBA as far as like video, just being a, yeah. a video intern and everything like that, because I just didn't want to feel like I wasn't giving my commitment to my job or my full commitment to my schoolwork. Yeah. And so the reason with this one, with this, um, we work out in the mornings and then I have all this extra time to kind of do my schoolwork or whatever the case is. Yeah. So I feel like this is the best fit for me as far as like making a jump to the NBA, but not there yet. Cause it's a G league. Yeah. So it's like a, it's a step up cause I was in college. Now I'm in a G league. Yeah. And now it's like this journey is just a step, just a stepping stool. So for me, it was like, 
I thought about it. I thought about it hard because I was like, all right, how am I going to be able to balance school and work? And yeah. I wanted to get both my whole commitment. I didn't want to feel like I was lacking in either one. Right. And then everything just worked out well. I think the the way Hart presented it to me, um, the way when all talking to Arash Strickland, who's in charge of everything, mm. uh, just kind of talking with them and just kind of like letting them know what my goals were and everything like that and how I wanted to help. I just felt like everything worked out and I was just, I was just excited the minute Jay, cause I remember when Jay Hart was applying for the position, I was there. I was like, I was like, yeah, just do your just best. Let me know. Like, yeah. hey, you <laughs> cause I already, cause I kind of already knew like if he would have got it, like he always would say that like, you know, if he ever got something that most likely he'll probably bring me along with yeah. him. And that's been a long so, time coming um, for him too. I was just basically like, go get it. Like it's like another opportunity for him. It's great because you know, he's been in the basketball world for so long. Yeah. And, now he gets the opportunity to show that he has the head coaching ability. I think he's at a great level to where yeah. it's elite, 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 elite. Yeah. Repeat it one more time. Elite players. Like these guys are elite guys. And he's about to coach them and we want to have a good fun season. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's been a long time coming for him for sure. For sure, for sure. So describe to, you know, some of the people you have a, a firsthand look in it. And obviously I understand it a little bit, just just having played and have some have some friends that have gone through it. But what is that? you know, G League process look like, especially with the 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 addition of this new Ignite team. So you got kids that are coming, you know, straight from high school. You got a, a couple of kids that may have done do you have any kids that went to college or is it just straight Yeah, we actually have to do uh Amari Amari Hardy, uh okay. Jaden Hardy's brother. Okay, okay, yeah. So what 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 does the addition of this new Ignite team look like for the G League? What does that what does that process mean for, you know, the league and and kind of the development of these kids and how how's how have you seen it be different than you know, if they would have took that traditional college route, man, it's, it's a great, it's, it's great. If you have the opportunity, obviously they recruit these, the top guys, the guys that pretty much everyone already knows yeah. is going to be one and done. So that, that's what they're going after. So if you have the opportunity, I think it's great. Um, I could just give you like a rough schedule of our day to day. We're just, they have practice. They wake up, do a little COVID testing, obviously because of that's the time period we're in right now. So yeah. wake up, COVID testing. Then they have weights at about 8.30 to about 9.15. And then after that, they come get shots or a little skill work or whatever we want to work on till 10. Then we got practice from 10 to 12, and then we're done. Yeah. Then you get your treatment, your, your food. They fill you up. They get You get lunch, you get breakfast. And then basically all that time, you kind of just get your downtime to recover. And then back at night around like 7, 8 o'clock, we're back in the gym getting shots. Yeah. And that's Monday through Friday, and that Saturday we do shootings as well, shooting as well. Yeah. So for us, I think it's great because it's all hoop. Yeah. It's all hoop. Like think about it. Like you were you were in college, you know what it was. Yeah. A student athlete. Yeah. You seen the guys like even the best players. You seen what they had to do. They still had to go to class. Yeah. Still had to go to tutoring. Still had to go to. Still academic. had to get grades good enough to be yeah. able to continue yeah. playing. Yeah. Exactly. So you still had to do all these things that it was a part of your day. It wasn't like. Yeah, you could wake up early in the morning and probably go get shots. Yeah. That's cool. But then you're going to go to class. Then you're going to be in class all day. Then you got practice. Then you probably got study hall. Then you got something else. Yeah. Then you got ways. You got to have other things. Whereas yeah. here, it's like these dudes, they come. And then another thing is like the mindset. Like you have to have that mindset. Yeah. Because um, we talk about it as, as coaches. Like, all right, if you go to college, um, it's great. You go there. But if you're one and done, you're only going to be there realistically six months. Yeah. So you're going there and the selling point, because I see the difference now, you know, I saw it on both sides. The selling point is, oh, you get the college life experience. Mm -hmm. But if you're really, really, really serious about hoop, 
and you get work experience. And yeah, you're getting you're yeah. getting work experience. Yeah, you want to be a professional yeah. athlete in the NBA. Yeah. So this opportunity is to be a professional athlete. Yeah. In the National Basketball Association G League. Yeah. You're playing against other pros. Yeah. So whereas like you go to college, the scouts look at you, they're gonna be like, oh, they there could be that question. I wonder how he would match up against pros. A grown man. Yeah. Or it's like other, other pros, you know, yeah. and then usually when they when they like the the top players play in uh Kentucky and Duke, whenever they play, obviously all the scouts are watching to see how they match up well against each other. Where now like you think about it, um Jonathan Kamiga, he just yeah, just the ignite program, he's going to the Warriors. Yeah, the Warriors are elite talent yeah he might he might be in the g league playing some games yeah so our guys are going to be going against still elite level talent yeah just because it's the g league doesn't mean it's not yeah. elite level talent like yeah. these guys are pros like kaminga he was amazing yeah so the guys are going to see people that who just got drafted within the last year two year three years yeah. who could have been a first round or a second round pick or top 10 pick who happen to be just you know they're on a really good team they might have to play in the g league yeah so I think the opportunity is great. It's really great. I think that um, when you look at the the difference between college and then doing this route, I think it's just it's just a great opportunity to to really just work on your craft. Like obviously, yeah, going to college, you get experience with college life, going out, making a lot of friends and everything like that. But at the same time, like if you're really serious about who yeah. and you want to get to that next level, there's no better no better place than a place that basically says. We hoop all day. Yeah. We work on your game all day. We yeah. cater to you all day for yeah. you to be better and get to that next level. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that that iron sharpens iron mentality. Yeah. The, the best iron is there playing against other other pros that have been through it. You know, guys, guys on your Ignite team that are trying to go through it, other pros that have, you know, been a part of high level organizations may still be playing in the G League. But like you said, at the end of the day, those guys are pros too. Exactly. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. That makes a ton of sense. So for you personally, what are what are some of the ways that that you kind of try and mentor, you know, not just some of these some of these kids that are playing on the Ignite team, but you know, other other people that are, you know, in the basketball world that that see the things that you're doing and are trying to understand the game and the ways that you understand and and follow similar paths. I think for me it's just really just um letting guys know it's okay to be yourself. Mm-hmm. I think working hard and it just kind of like creating goals for yourself and then just finding ways to go achieve. Mm-hmm. So whether that's just on a court, it's like, okay, you want to be, you could do something simple, like making a left-hand layup. Like, yeah. all right, we're going to come get a hundred reps every single day. Yeah. We're going to do this. Like some guys, like if I see a weakness, I'm like, all right, even if it's just a doing a, a whatever it could be, anything is super simple. I'm like, we're just going to rep it out. We're going to rep, yeah. rep, 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 rep. And then being here is great because it's like, I could pull you to the side. I could do this. I could do that. And then uh, one thing I, I brought to the table is I give them a quote of the day. Um, I give them a quote of the day every day. Uh, the player, uh, I choose a player, and then he reads it at the end of practice. So I send out the text to our whole Ignite, uh, everybody in the Ignite program. Mm-hmm. They see the quote of the day in the morning, and then after practice, one we choose one of the players and they read it. Mm-hmm. So that's where I feel like I'm trying to, like, get guys to think, you know, it's not all just basketball, too, at the same time. Yeah. Like sometimes, like although like this program is all basketball, but sometimes you know, sometimes yeah. I, I, like one thing I always check, I always talk to the guys. I'm like, I got this actually from Kwanzaa Martin. He will always asks, "Is how's your mind? How's your mm-hmm. body? How's your soul, bro?" And I'm, you gotta check. You gotta check those things. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because because my next question was gonna be, you know, 
at the at the same time, you know, it, it's great that you you have the opportunity to, to play basketball all day because you know that's what you want to do professionally. But the pressures of that as well, it's like you know, I'm I'm here in this G League Ignite program to to get better, to make a difference, and all you thinking about is getting to that next level. Like, mm-hmm. how how do you how do you guys cater to to the mind, the the, the soul of of these players? What are some of the pressures that you that you kind of see behind the scenes? So we actually have a, a psychiatrist with us, um, and she's she's great, uh, Dr. Carnetta, and she basically works with the guys, pulls them aside about 15 minutes, um, different guys every other day, every other or every day, however she wants to do it, mm. and just kind of checks in. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of her role. We have a, several mental health support staff mm-hmm. with us to kind of always, as far as uh, on that end. Yeah. As far as like the coaches, we just try to get these guys to laugh. Yeah. You know, like yeah. sometimes you, you just, yeah. like I, I talk to the guys every day. I'm going to joke around with you. I, it, yeah. It's not serious 24 yeah. 7. When we practice them, we're practicing. But yeah. like when I'm just, when we come bring them in to get shots, that's bond, that's bond time yeah. for the coaches and for the players. Yeah. It's like, but, it's like, you know, you when you hooping, you hooping. Like you, yeah. you know when to be serious, when to take us your serious. But at the end of the day, you hooping. Like you, you playing basketball. Like yeah. just, just have fun with it. And and you know, yeah, just be to be yourself. Well, I think that that's one thing. Like we, I try to get guys to laugh. I try them to, sh- I would try to get them to show their personalities. Like open up, be able to come talk to me about whatever. I talk to the guys about whoever they're listening to and music yeah. or video games. All these guys they play video games. Yeah. UK. So I talk mess. Oh, I could beat you guys. You know, just. Little things that just get them to get their personalities out because, like you said, they do have pressures. Yeah, like coming to this program to get to the NBA. Yeah, so sometimes you need that little relief that all right, there's somebody here that just doesn't want to just talk about basketball to me. Yeah, because you got to think everybody probably hits them all the time. Oh, basketball, 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 right. basketball. So I, for me personally, I love talking about other things or just joking around about stuff on the court or yeah. just asking them how they doing this that. So I think that's how I kind of just do it for myself. I just and it helps me relax too. Yeah. Like listening to you guys and having like watching these guys open up and show their personalities. I learn stuff too. Yeah. So it's not always just me teach, 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 teach. They they they're teachers themselves too. Yeah. 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 So what is what would you say is the the hardest part about your job and then working with this program and the the best part, the most rewarding part? Hardest part, I don't think has happened yet, but I can tell you what it will be, and that's just going to basically be when we're playing games and then having to get the film right away, mm-hmm. having to get the film back and get the next game ready, getting mm-hmm. the scouts ready. I know that's going to be the hard part, but that that's not – that's the hardest part of the job, but that's yeah. probably not the hardest thing to me. Yeah. Because, like, that's just what I do. That's just more like I just know what I have to do. It's just time consuming. So what's the, what's the hardest part for you? Ah, man. I don't know. This is this is like I said. This is only week two, mm-hmm. so basically, that's why I said I think that that would be the hardest part. Yeah. But I think uh, I don't even know. Like right now, it's all good. Like I'm, all right. all I don't right. even know what the hardest part would and, be like. And we go hope we gonna hope it stays that way. We gonna hope it stays. Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna, so I'm not I gonna... think that um, it's just the environment. Like everything about it is great. Like the environment, the people, yeah. everyone, everyone's so positive. Here. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's one thing I love is the uh, the positivity yeah. in the support system all these guys give and everyone gets like um so i think the i think I, I would say that's the best part and then as far as like and then also just being able to help these kids yeah like you said like these guys are kids yeah 
dudes in the league, the 22, 23, that are younger than me, yes, most millionaires. Yes. They're kids. Like, we're, we're kids. Like, and you have all this money and all this opportunity. And a lot of people, like, try to hold them to these higher standards, but they forget that these guys these are, are kids. kids. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what the hardest part is going to be yet. I, I really don't know. Yeah. I think maybe maybe traveling maybe traveling a little bit. To <laughs> well, you, the, uh, you know, in G League, you hit, you hit some of them cities. Yeah, you you, yeah, got, you, go. you got like uh, Canton, Ohio, and and whatnot. I, I do have my heart. I know the hardest part. I do for Halloween. I'm going to be in South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so that's that, tough. That, that's going to be that's going to be pretty rough. So some of those cities, those are going to be rough. But I know it's part of the job, and I'm going to enjoy it. That's tough. That's tough. All right. So what? You know, obviously, and and we manifesting it because you know the way that you work, we didn't see the progression that that you you put in the work and and you climbing the ladder as as fast as as most efficiently as you can. What is the mark that you hope to leave behind on on this G League Ignite program? Um, I just want to be somebody that that basically like the guys know that they can always come to, mm-hmm. and then as far as and then just being able to help them that they still want to reach out to ever get work, get film, yeah. anything like that. Just know that I'm always here. Yeah. And then from the other side, basically like the front office side, just to show what I'm capable of. Yeah. Um, show that I'm able to do player development on the court, show that I'm able to handle stuff in the film room, scouts and everything like that. And then just keep moving my way up. Yeah. That's kind of like what I want to leave behind and just be a guy that everyone gets along with. That's, you know, that's how I always yeah. kind of, Always. Guy, at, so. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, nothing matters as long as you being a great person and people want to work yeah. with and be around you. That's, that's exactly. It. And then I just want to, I just want to leave, you know, everyone always with like a good taste in their mouth about me. Yeah. Like I don't want everyone, anyone to ever feel like there's something negative about me. Like I always try to bring us, put a smile on everyone's face. I try to get along with everyone as best as I can. And so like, I just want everything to just be positive. I love the positive environment. I just kind of want to keep it there. Yeah. I love it, bro. I, I love, I love, Everything I'm, you know, I'm gonna give you a flowers like I like I love to do with all my friends and and all of our homies, bro. You know that at at the end of the day, all we want is for the homies to succeed, because if the homies is, is succeeding, then we succeeding. And I want to give you your flowers. Extremely proud of you for everything you've accomplished, everything that we know you're gonna accomplish. Can't wait to the day where you the president of, of the Lakers and I'm hitting you up for tickets. I'm be like, hey, hey, Nick, I need I need some. I need some tickets, you know what I'm saying? But we'll nah. be front row anyway, because your your next show gonna be filming at the Lakers. Say that. <laughs> say that on some curb your enthusiasm filming court side. Sure, I sure, say that. Sure. I appreciate you for hopping on the pod with me, bro. Is there is there anything else that you want the people to know about, you know, some of the stuff that you're doing in the community, some of the things that you hope to do? At the end of the day, I started this podcast to to let everybody know about the opportunities that are out there adjacent to basketball. And, and, you know, you know better than anybody, the community that basketball creates. And we met through hoop, you know what I mean? And and to see our relationship flourish now that I'm done hooping, you still working in hoop, but, you know, you're still around the game. We met through hoop. At the end of the day, we understand where each other have been, you know, some of the things that we want to do, the, the values that basketball instilled in us. Is there anything, you know, adjacent to basketball that you got going on that you want to talk about real quick? Man, uh, trying to think. Learn to invest. I'll say that. Learn how to invest. Like, yeah. I want to say that. Uh, um, I've got to invest in a lot the last two years. Probably a lot of people have to. Hmm. Um, but just learning how to invest, when to put, where to put your money towards, um, getting properties, just all kind of like little things that they don't teach us. Yeah. So just learning more than just what you know. And I just wanted to share uh, one little quote, uh, actually a couple quotes of the yeah, days for sure for you. Uh, here's one by Magic Johnson. Talent is never enough. 
with few exceptions, the best players are the hardest workers. Another one that I liked a lot was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I think that uh, the good and the great are only separated by the willingness to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, Larry Bird, I got a theory that if you give 100% all of the time, somehow things will work out in the end. Yeah. So just wanted to leave you with that. Man, no no better ending. No better ending. I appreciate you for taking the time out your busy schedule, dog. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a, a real L.A. legend, Mr. Nick Hamilton. Uh, we're expecting great things out of him, you know, in basketball, outside of basketball. Wishing you all the best, bro. Um, this has been the Basketball Jason Podcast. I'm your host, Gerald Smith, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. If I haven't said it already, I'm going to say it again. Stream Sweet Life Los Angeles on HBO Max. All 10 episodes now streaming on HBO Max near you. Hopefully we get a season two, and hopefully I can continue to have more great conversations like I just did with my brother Nick. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.